All right, let me see if I can if I can make it a um, a little special. Hello, I'm Jay Goodwin, and you're listening to Pay It Forward. Okay, today on Pay It Forward, we have Brianna Brooks. Uh, Brianna is a driven uh, communications enthusiast with a knack for strategizing and developing effective marketing efforts. She's focused on maintaining a deeper understanding of marketing strategy, digital marketing, lead generation, and analytics. And I, I really can't put into words how amazing a person, colleague, marketer, and friend uh, Brianna is. She's held various marketing <laughs> management roles. She's like smiling and laughing at me while I'm reading this. Uh, she's held various marketing management roles. She has her MBA from the University of Georgia, and most recently, she started her journey at Amazon. So, Brianna, thank you so much for joining me today. That is such a warm welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. Uh, so, first off, let's do the standard, like, you know, where are you from? Nice. I am from, uh, well, was born in Tallahassee, Florida, hmm. but I grew up, for the most part, in Augusta, Georgia, and people only know the Masters golf. So that's where I spent most of my time and went to high school. Um, so yeah, Georgia girl. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, I want to make sure, are you fully moved and settled into Seattle now? So <laughs> thanks to Rona, I probably won't be moving at all. Really? They're not requiring us to go to the offices right now until July, 2021. Mm -hmm. So it's optional. Um, so I'm here. Not, I actually, I, I, for some reason, I thought you had like packed up and left. No, I mean, my house is packed up, so I sold it. Uh, I'm still in it right now, but I'm going to be moving in like two weeks, mm -hmm. uh, just another apartment. So I don't have to go to Seattle yet. Nice. Well, I mean, that saves you that much of a headache, you know, moving across the country. The cost of living in Seattle was, it's going to give me a heart attack. So I'm not yeah. mad at it at all. Yeah. Okay. So if, if I called up your parents and said, you know, what was 10-year-old Brianna's dream job? What would they say? They would say she wanted to be a singer, performer, in front of people, mm. whatever that meant. So yeah. is it fair to say maybe you're slightly an extrovert? Okay, I think that is fair to say. Um, <laughs> I do like to perform, but I've just kind of twisted it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'm not necessarily performing on stage, but I do feel like most of the roles and things that I've done in life have involved communication and people. Um, I will say like be as I'm getting older, you know, pushing 30, <clears throat> I think that my extrovertedness is dwindling just a tad, mm. or I'm just being very specific in how I um, go about life. But for the most part, I do like people. I will say that. Okay, cool. Well, I did have a couple of questions about Amazon in general, but I think I'm actually just going to kind of skip those and maybe we'll come back to it later. Um, because, you know, when we had talked earlier, I knew there were some things that you kind of wanted to talk about. They're on your mind. Um, so I had written down, we had talked about, you know, the experiences of black women working in professional environments, uh, the dualities of professionalism and, uh, the intersectionality of being a black woman, um, the importance of education, professionalism and professional development, and that it is, uh, still cool to plan and you can sort of take your time to chart out a career. So I wanted to throw it over to you. Where do you want to, where do you want to start? Um, I guess the easiest is talking about being a black woman working in 
almost any type of career, but specifically corporate wise, okay. I've learned a lot. So I guess I've been working in some sort of corporate position for almost 10 years now, which sounds crazy. Right. Um, and I think what I've learned in that is it's good to have allies and have people that you can rely on, um, have mentors that can help you out, but also in turn, you have to be able to depend on yourself and like, always be like your number one fan and push yourself if you feel like you aren't being challenged or if you feel like um you know something's too easy or something's not right like be able to speak up for yourself and don't wait for other people to make something right for you so i think kind of moving to the duality piece since we are black women and when we are voicing our opinions and we're passionate about things you know people can say we're angry and they don't want to work with us and we have issues so i've definitely dealt with that um because like you said i am outspoken uh, extroverted person um but i think the way to kind of battle that has just been knowing who you are and what your intentions are and no one can kind of speak for you or chart that path for you like you have to know what you want to do for yourself and you can't be worried about other people's opinions of you because, I mean, honestly, in corporate America, there's going to be a white man that's going to do what you do, and he's going to be just as vocal or boisterous or worse and make it really far. So I just always remind myself that there's like a chat out there that's just like me. <laughs> so I just need to keep doing what I'm doing so that I can, you know, bring that success to me. Yeah, um, there was a lot in there that I kind of wanted to um, <clears throat> revisit. So you mentioned... Um, having allies, having mentors, um, depending on yourself um, and speaking up for yourself specifically. So I wanted to uh, circle back to the allies. So uh, how do you, so, I mean, I understand like having those allies and why they're so necessary, yeah. but how do you identify them? Like if you're, if you're new to a job, how do you sort of feel out who may be that person and yeah. Uh, how do you kind of start to actually see if that's really true, you know? Yeah. So the way that I've done it in the past is usually the person whose job I want, as weird as this may sound, mm -hmm. is the one that I try to get the closest to and understand how they got there. Mm -hmm. Now, they may or may not be a black woman. That's uh, not a, a requirement. It would be nice, but that's not always the case. And in my situation, I've had people of other races and genders help me out. So I always started with knowing kind of where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do within that organization and aligning myself with those people, seeing how they associate with other people. Um, I think you can generally ensure success when you're a well-rounded individual. So not necessarily only focusing on your projects, but extending yourself out to other um, counterparts or teammates, kind of see how you can help them. If there's like expertise that you have with regard to what they're doing, obviously don't bulldoze over and be pushy and <laughs> mm -hmm. tell them you know better than them, but you can always offer a helping hand and in turn, um, you know, you can learn things from other people. So I try to just look at who is in that position that I want to be in or someone that's similar to like maybe like a management level that I want or something like that. Yeah. Is there a difference between an ally and a mentor as far as what you're looking for in that person? 
Yeah, I think an ally to me can literally be anyone. I've had allies on various teams. Some of them are in finance. Some of them, a lot of them have been in IT, actually. Like at every company, I always try to find like that one IT guy or girl that's going to help me or <laughs> be with me or kind of champion my initiative because you never know what you can learn from them and what you guys can do together. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they need to mentor you or try to guide you in any way it's just like you guys have decided whether spoken or unspoken that you're going to look out for each other and that if you can help them in some kind of way or vice versa then you do so but not necessarily like here i'm going to push you up the corporate ladder like no to me that's more of a mentorship type opportunity where you know they you guys may have bonded on like personal and professional I think sometimes when that can mix, that might be more of a mentor situation because you might appreciate where they are in life in general. And it's not just what role they have, but like what type of person are they? How are they? What's their family life like? You know, like what are their goals? What are their aspirations? Um, so I think you can find mentors in that way too, where it's a bit more well-rounded. Yeah. Have, have you had very influential uh, mentors at any point, you know, so far through your career? Um is funny so maybe like one i think um but i think things change like as you progress in your career your mentors may change mm. and i think the level that they're at may change so once you've kind of reached that plateau like for me i would love a new one <laughs> because i think i've gotten to the point where okay you know i've kind of mastered things that i may have discussed in the past with them or um, there were some goals that I wanted to achieve that I've gotten to, but once you've gotten to that career level where you guys are kind of synced up, I think like, I'm always just trying to find the next thing. And I think mentorship wise, I need, um, maybe at a higher level or different level person, or maybe like a different industry, like to where I could learn something new. So I am, you know, open to a, a new one <laughs> right now. I think I'm turning into one, which is cool. I, you know, didn't think that would happen, uh, or at least not anytime soon. So that's fun. Yeah. Well, um, what is it maybe about this person who you might be mentoring that, um, sort of made it, you know, okay for you to sort of take on that role? Um, it was more so them coming to me and wanting advice. And a lot of it has been kind of career oriented, like, how did you do this? You know, why did you do this? Helping them navigate certain situations in their like corporate life. Um, so I, I mean, you shouldn't assume, but I assume that that means that, that, <laughs> that that's more of like a mentorship situation because it's more professional. Um, but I think it's interesting just to see the differences in what is happening now in corporate careers, just with everything happening in the world mm -hmm. versus how things were when I first started, which makes me sound old. Um, so I just try to give, you know, advice to the best of my ability, but also empowering them and what making them feel comfortable to speak up for themselves, um, to always ask for more, get what you want, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been kind of cool to be able to kind of pass it on or help other people. For sure. Uh, have you, learned anything about yourself or have you kind of in the course of giving advice revisited some like I don't know old experiences you've had and, and kind of look at them in like a different way than you might have experienced them in the moment um I'm sure <laughs> I think just over time I mean we evolve and grow as people right so I mm -hmm. think 
I've evolved a lot professionally and I've gotten a lot stronger and a, a lot more vocal um, because I'm more confident in what I do now. Uh, so I think just thinking of situations from the past, I would have wished that I stood up for myself more or wish that I didn't second guess myself or wish I didn't have to need so much validation from other people within that like role or job to know that I was doing okay. Mm. Um, so that's why now, you know, when I talk to anyone about job or work, like if you know you're right, you know your stuff, then you know your stuff. And don't, you know, run on a hamster wheel or run around in circles trying to figure out if you're right or trying to like get people on your bandwagon. You just need to stick to, what you believe is right and proving that with facts and figures because nobody cares about your feelings that is a big lesson yeah. so yeah there's definitely stuff i i wish but i mean ultimately like everything that i've done has got me to this point so you have to think about it like that too like nobody has a magic wand we just have to keep trying to progress and be better yeah for sure um well a few things you've said kind of have a similar theme and you said earlier like speaking up for yourself and just now you sort of mentioned um, that as you've gone in your career, you got stronger vocally, you had more confidence, you didn't need as much validation. So I want to ask for someone who might be, you know, earlier in their career, I mean, they could be entry level, they could be a step beyond that. Um, what were some of the ways that you sort of uh, worked that muscle as far as being confident and uh, having that confidence to speak up more for yourself? How did you sort of develop that, that skill? Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is just trying to get small wins under your belt. So finding ways to prove value without someone having to ask you to do it. Um, to be as confident as I am now and presumptuous, I would say that people might like the fact that I try and take initiative with things. If I see something's broken, I'm going to try and fix it. If there's something I can learn to do more and kind of broaden my um, scope on the team, I'm going to try and do it, you know? Um, so I think what helped me to kind of get my feet planted firmly in the ground is just when you can have those small wins with different people or different groups and then eventually people start coming to you for things now of course we have to consider workload and work-life balance like you're not trying to do three or four jobs however in the beginning yeah <laughs> I was doing what I could so that people would recognize me they would come to me for help I was telling my boss or people were telling my boss um about work that I was doing with them that they may may not have known about but at the end of the day it just helped solidify my spot um in the role so that it didn't matter who was managing me or what team I was on people knew that I was a hard worker and a go-getter because I did what I needed to do and I kind of went above and beyond um your scope of you know what you're responsible for so I think just trying to tackle um different initiatives on your own and you know of course ask for help when you need it please don't be afraid to ask for help ever that is yeah. another big thing um i think some those things probably helped me feel more confident once i was able to get some stuff done on my own yeah well if we've spent these first couple of minutes talking about um experience and sort of um progressing you know in your career as far as some of those soft skills um i think that this is a pretty good time to jump over to one of your other topics, which was the importance of education, professionalism, professional development. And I say that because um, I kind of ask, like, you know, how you worked on that skill of confidence and everything. And like, 
uh, I just realized it's like, oh, she has an MBA. That's got to give her some confidence, right? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's got to give you at least some validation. You know what I'm saying? You got those three letters, letters behind your name. Some letters. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's jump over there a little bit. So um, I guess we can start with uh, just the education piece. So um, we can flash back to, to school and I don't know if you want to define that as undergrad and then we can kind of talk, you know, the full range or if you want to just start at grad school, but let's, um, let's flash back to school and you just kind of tell me, uh, how things fell into place for you. Yeah. Um, so I went to undergrad, I actually went to two schools. I transferred, I started at, um, Columbus state and I majored in vocal performance. So that was when I still had my music dreams. There we go. Okay. Um, and sophomore year. I had a conversation with my family basically and they were like, hey, <laughs> not that we don't believe in you because you're great, but knowing the lifestyle that you want, you might want a salaried role. So how can we pivot, you know, and you can still feel fulfilled, but get that check. Right. So <laughs> I transferred to Georgia State and I changed my major from vocal performance to journalism and communications. So I figured, you know, marketing and I've always loved writing. That's like my thing. Mm -hmm. um, marketing and comm would be something that I could make some money from and I could still, you know, speak to people and be out and about and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I went to Georgia State, which was really great. I don't I don't think I had a traditional school experience because I worked part time and I lived off campus. So I had my own apartment. Um, and I didn't necessarily do all the things that I think normal college people do, but that's okay. Because then I went to grad school yes. and I lived my best life, actually. <laughs> like, I met my best friends. Um, I've met classmates that I'm sure I'll be in contact with probably forever. Mm -hmm. um, and it definitely gave me the opportunity to see such a large group of successful black people in one place. It was almost like mm -hmm. daunting, crazy, yes. like people working huge, like Fortune 500 companies sitting right next to me, you know, we're having study sessions on the weekends. We went to school until 9 p.m. Uh, twice a week. So, I mean, you work full-time all day, drive out to Lenox and go to school, and then you go home, and then most of them have families and children. Luckily, I did not, but it's still a lot. Like, it was a lot for you to adjust and still be competent at work. Like, you can't let that slip while you're, mm. you know, extracurricular stuff like, right uh you know grad school so i i mean it was the best time of my life like i say these are the most expensive friends i've ever purchased but <laughs> they are well worth it <laughs> yeah i mean uh, there's there's always i think something to be said for being in a space where you look around and you see black people who do the same thing you do and yeah. they are successful and it's just i don't know man it, there's just that beautiful sense of camaraderie that is pretty unmatched in my experience. Agreed. And I don't know if I'll ever get that again, mm. to be fair. Um, just as far as it being very black and very successful. Not right. to say that there aren't, but you know, like as far as such a concentrated group of people, yeah. um, I think we all kind of fed off of each other well. We congratulated each other. We celebrated, you know, anniversaries and births and all that kind of stuff. And we still keep in contact to this day, which is really cool. Um, but I would say that I thoroughly enjoyed my grad school experience, despite now, if you would ask me a couple of years ago, I definitely would have said I was like stressed out and my hair was turning gray, but <laughs> I would say it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's always easier to look back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> For real. Oh, definitely understandable. So, um, you know, out of undergrad, what was that first job and, and how did you land that? 
out of undergrad, my first job was at a company called Gypsum Management and Supply, which is a, um, basically it's a building products company. So I worked kind of in construction, technically. Um, I was in marketing, the marketing coordinator. So I was responsible for like producing blogs, social media. Um, I learned how to build websites. I did a lot of on-page copy, dabbled in SEO. Um, so it really gave me the chance to do or dip my toe into a lot of different things. So I'll always be appreciative of that smaller company. Um, they're huge now, but when I started, they were very small. It was like to the point where my dad looked up the website and he was like, is this even legit? Like... <laughs> Don't be in like one of them scammer things. Like you don't yeah. get a job like that, boo. Like let's just figure this out. Uh, but luckily it was legitimate. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I started. Like I got the job like the month of graduation. So that was oh nice. Cool. Yeah, that's a perfect perfect dovetail then. Nice little segue in there. So. Yeah, I mean, if they had you doing content SEO, like copy and web design, like Jesus, like straight out of school. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. And if I didn't already know it, I was going to learn it. And I will tell you a secret. I didn't know how to do any of that stuff because I don't care what people say. When you're in school, like I didn't have a class on that. Like maybe right. they do now, but back then, absolutely not. Like I learned the fundamentals of journalism, of writing. So basic sentence structure. Mm -hmm. And I guess the intent was that, hey, if you can do that, then, you know, you need to translate that to on page website content, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, my undergrad wasn't in communications and uh, my master's in mass is in mass communications, but I feel like a lot of stuff I'm doing now, nope. mm, like I didn't know it existed <laughs> when I was in school. <laughs> it's just like, not at all. it probably did. Um, okay. So I uh, think you said gypsum was the name of that place. Yes. Gypsum management and supply. So G M S. Okay. So what came after gypsum? Oh man, I need to like pull up my resume. You have it. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't have to go in order. Just what's the, okay. the next uh, most memorable job? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be quite honest, I haven't had that many like corporate ones because right. I'm like a serial monogamous. So I stayed places mm -hmm. for a pretty good amount of time um, until, you know, we have to part ways. So I worked at a background screening company called Infomart out in Marietta and that company I was the digital marketing supervisor there so I was in charge of again building websites building email programs developing marketing automation mm -hmm. um, I helped out with Salesforce so CRM systems a lot of technology which I love I love a good system like let me put it together let me like you know do the onboarding teach train people on things like I found that I kind of enjoy that part of it so i've done most of that as far as learning a lot of the technology that people use now at that job so that was cool okay what was next after that i'm just going down the down the list next was nebo next was where i met you yes. so nebo <laughs> And <laughs> the marketing agency. Um, there I was a project manager, so responsible for, I'd say like, I feel like I was like a conductor or like, you know, trying to lead an orchestra or something, which like leading all the parts to try and have some finished product. So working on various teams, whether it was managing SEO projects or social media, 
content, um, UX, dev design, which those are my favorite because they're all website based. You can see there's a trend here. Um, so that was pretty cool because it helped me learn how to juggle and to talk to very different people about different things. Yeah. Like talking to someone that works on UX is going to be different than you're talking to someone that works in PR. Like you have to know how to um, relate to people and what people care about so that you just don't come off as like a taskmaster, like, Hey, why isn't this done? You know what I mean? Yeah. I never wanted to be like that. I wanted to understand what the deadlines were, what all the project entailed. Like, okay, how do we get to point A and point B? How can I referee or like, you know, move some things around? Who can I talk to so that we can get this done? Um, so I was only there for a year, but I think that it was really great just in teaching me, um, <laughs> refining my multitasking skills, heightening my communication skills and reaffirming that I love all things web. <laughs> Cause those are my favorite projects. The ones where we were building sites from scratch and, and or reorganizing or tr trying to figure out how we can increase traffic or working on SEO projects. Um, all that was really great and yeah. eye opening. Yeah, for sure. So, um, from uh, digital supervisor to project manager. So what was the next, uh, what was the next pivot? The next pivot was mar sales enablement marketing manager. Okay. I like that title cause it was yeah. new. <laughs> yeah. So I remember when you got that and we had talked and I remember you told me that title and I was like, that's a lot of words. And I know most of, of those on their own, um, but I have no idea what they mean together. Yeah. So uh, I became the SEM sales network marketing manager at Georgia Pacific. was really proud of that role. Proud to have kind of made that leap from smaller business to big business. That's something I've always wanted as far as like company size. Right. Because most of the companies that I worked with prior to, yeah, were fairly small. So that was kind of my foray into working more directly with sales, which is something that I found that I'm actually good at. I know a lot of people, it's scary. And the sales team was predominantly men. So if that says anything about me, um, I think it helped strengthen my directness. <laughs> and how I communicate with people and um, my lack of pleasantry sometimes because when we have to get things done like the I mean you can say hi but like we can't sugarcoat everything yeah. like I need to get to it um so I I mean honestly that role was very fun for me stressful at times because I feel like I didn't um focus enough on work-life balance like I was just kind of sucked into the vortex of like go 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 like no matter what day it is, what time it is, you know, work phone buzzing, doing all of the things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, full transparency, I think my mental health in that regard kind of declined a little bit. Um, and I just wasn't the person that I know I'm supposed to be. Um, so then that caused me to pivot. <laughs> One <laughs> well, thing about me, I will make a change, okay? <laughs> yeah, no, and I, you should, absolutely. Uh, I want to hang on to this real quick um, because it's something I've been dealing with a little bit lately. Um, you know, since I'm in a new role, a relatively new role. Um, when did you notice that maybe I'm spending a little too much time on work and not really letting myself be myself? Uh, was there like a, a moment where you were like, oh, wait, this ain't how stuff is supposed to be? I can tell you exactly what happened. <laughs> so that dinner with my best friend. And my work phone was going off, like repeatedly, like text message, voice calls, everything. And it was like maybe 8.30, 9 o'clock. Mm. Um, 
and you know I eventually answered heard what happened there was like an incident at work now mind you I'm not curing cancer I'm not helping sick babies I, I'm not doing any of those things as much as I like to blow myself up and think that I'm you know <laughs> shit I, I wasn't so at that moment I literally hung up the phone and when my best friend hears this she's gonna die I was crying I was like sobbing because I was like why is this my life like yeah. why can I not, like, I already needed to decompress. That's why we were there. And then as I'm talking about what's happening, my phone is ringing from the people that I'm talking about. And it literally was just like, boom, stars align, gots to go. So that's when my job search began, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah. No, fair enough. Um, and one thing I, I do want to say, you're like, one thing about me, I'll make a change. No, I, I that's something I've always like, I remember like, you know, we would go to lunch and stuff when we were both in Ebo. And um, that's one thing I've always just really admired about you. It's just like, no, this is, this is me. This is my life. This is my <laughs> career. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. Like, you know, there's, I just think that a lot of people, like I look at my mom and she's going to listen to this and be like, why am I, why are you talking about me like this? Um, but she's, she's been at her job since like before I was born. And I just think hey. that, generational here it's generational yeah like um our parents just like there there's a sense of loyalty that they have to their jobs and I, I think that for us it's it's a lot more of wait 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 a second like i'm giving you, you <laughs> yeah i'm giving you a lot of my day like hey, let's let's <laughs> let's figure out something else here. the dollars don't make sense i think it's time to go like yeah. there's more that i can be doing and there's more that i can be making and for me like i've always been that way and my family makes fun of me they laugh they're like oh we'll see how long she keeps this job because <laughs> at the end of the day like i'm just i just want to be happy and i think the older that i get the more that i'm prioritizing that like i said for 2020 my word of the year was balance boy have i tried to learn that in the middle of a pandemic let me yeah. tell you that is <laughs> but inversely i feel like i've done the best like I've made the most of this situation considering like all, you know, different jobs and moving and all that, blah, blah. Like I've, I think that I am the most grounded that I've like ever been mm. despite like the world is on fire and it's the weirdest thing and I'm here for it. And yeah, like if it's not right, whether it's person, place or thing, we're switching it. Doing something new. I feel you. So, uh, this happens, you know, at GP and, and so that night, start the search. I yes. So what comes next? Where are we at now? So now we are shooting our shot real high up yeah. in the galaxy. And I was like, you know what? You know where I want to work? I want to work at fucking Amazon. Like, how dope would that be? Like, mm -hmm. I was just looking at other companies ones that are comparable to where I was. And I was just like, mm, to be honest, it might be some of the same old stuff with just a different logo and different branding, you know, like the same company culture. And when I've left different roles, it was because of like management issues or like cultural issues. And, you know, we just didn't gel really well. So I was like, well, I don't want to go somewhere that's the same size because I figured it would be the same thing. Mm -hmm. So I applied to two roles at Amazon, New Year's Eve of 2019. I remember specifically because I was on a cabin trip with my best friends and I was like, 
drinking, obviously. And I told them that I applied and I was like, y'all, it's just like, you know, pie in the sky, who knows, whatever. A week later, I get a, an email to like schedule my first interview and I'm like losing my mind because I mean, just to see like somebody's email address at amazon.com, like in my inbox, I was like, oh man. Yeah, that hit <laughs> a little is, different. <laughs> it hit a little different. <laughs> uh, so I was like shocked. So I did that interview and I ended up having, okay, so definitely, technically it was only three rounds, but the third round was with eight people. Oh. Like it was all day. Like it was it eight people throughout the day or was it like yeah, a group? So it okay. lasted for eight hours. So I had one person an hour, another person. Um, so talk about a strenuous like mental exercise and having yeah. to be like completely on I had like 30 pages of notes no lie like all these scenarios that I had written out and planned out because I had no idea what they were going to ask me but overall like everyone on the team was just so welcoming and so excited um they were just so curious you know to hear about the things that I've done because if you look at my resume it's kind of a hodgepodge to be honest <laughs> like I never really found that one thing that I just had to be doing and I think mm -hmm. that's just who I am as a person like we've already discussed if I don't like something I won't do something else um so yeah I've been at Amazon since April of 2020 and it's now August which is so crazy it's flying by right so yes. I'm not sure if you mentioned this and I think you might have hinted at it um was was your list of places you were looking at was it just Amazon or did you have like a handful of handful Amazon, of Google and Apple <laughs> yeah you were shooting high I was shooting well, was it high? I mean, it might not have been that high. I mean, you got it, like. True, high from where I was, I think, at that point. Like, it felt high. Like, it felt like, wow, how am I gonna do this? Like, you know, I haven't worked at huge companies, so I wasn't sure what all they were gonna like want from me or if if I was gonna be good enough. But then at some point, I was like, but I mean, yeah, I was good enough for all the other ones, and I have my MBA, and I show that I'm dedicated to doing whatever I need to do you know, to get things done. So why not? And um, yeah, it went really well. Well, I, I actually looked it up the other day and Forbes says that Amazon is the 13th largest company in the world in revenue. So um, you're a part of that. I mean, I'm trying to help them <laughs> <laughs> doing my tiny little part. <laughs> so uh, tell me a little bit about onboarding to such a gigantic company. Um, during in a pandemic, pandemic yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, i'll say this it took a lot of like self-determination and focus because obviously everything's online i'm like chatting with it to like help me set all my stuff up mm -hmm. there are tons of like videos and courses and meetings to meet people but what i appreciated was just like excuse me kind of like the free flowingness of it like yes within week one you should know these kind of things but like you can move things around you can explore and figure out what order you want to do it in as long as you end up knowing what you're doing they don't really care about how you do it so i appreciated the flexibility because that's something that i feel like i haven't had enough of within my various roles is like everything was kind of um stringent or kind of made to plan already and with Amazon, they want you to kind of come in and do what you do, and they will bob and weave if necessary. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, to the point where like whole projects can change if somebody like over the weekend decides that we can do something better, 
they bring it to our meetings and we start to pivot. It's really crazy to be that big of a company and to have that flexibility. I don't know how it works. I'm still trying to figure that out a couple months down, but it's awesome. It's so cool. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, obviously it's a gigantic company, um, but you, I think your title is you're a marketing manager there, right? Yeah. Some of the marketing manager, um, they're weird about like titles and roles because titles technically are different levels. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, like for all intents and purposes, I'm a marketing manager there. Um, what like particular area of the company are you working in? So technically I cannot tell you yet. Okay. <laughs> we are a part of a um, organization that is more secretive. Um, we do a lot of things, but we do not outwardly promote ourselves and we're supposed to start doing that at the end of the year mm -hmm. um but just know that it's technology and it's really fun and hopefully the world will get to see it very soon <laughs> yeah well fair enough um i did want to circle back on one other thing so i mean we we've gone the the, the gamut you know we've sort of talked uh, all the different points on the on the ladder that is brianna's career um ah! obviously yeah. At some point in there, you decided you're going to go back. You're going to get your MBA. So I wanted to ask kind of what, what prompted that decision and how did you decide on, on where to go? I decided to get my MBA because knowing the type of roles that I wanted. So eventually I want to be a CMO, right? Mm. So in order to get there, <laughs> I'm going to need credentials. I'm going to need a lot of history and I'm going to need to be a cross-functional player. Yeah. And I figured the best way to do that would be additional education and then being able to meet kind of rub noses, elbows, whatever you want to call it with various types of people and different job roles in different companies. Um, and then also just being a black woman, like I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't try to have as much education as I could, if I could afford it. And if I could take on that burden, then why not? My family's asking me now if I'm going to get my doctorate. I don't even know what I would get it in. But I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Dr. Brooks sounds pretty cool. You know, hey. <laughs> got all the time in the world, right? Um, so, yeah, I think just knowing the level that I want to be in life, I I thought that the transition would be, I mean, it's still going to be hard, but I feel like the transition would be a little smoother having done that, been a part of that process and kind of having that, those couple of letters and having that on my under my belt. I mean, honestly, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh just knowing you, I mean, I have no doubt that that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised if, um, you know, one day it's the Brooks College of Business or something like that. I, 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 I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. You're so funny. I appreciate just, that. Just invite me to the groundbreaking ceremony. That's Look, all I ask. It's <laughs> already in the mail. Okay. Already. <laughs> so you I actually, sorry, what? No, I was just saying that's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, you actually just mentioned this. So I wanted to, now that we've sort of gone through um, experience and the, the MBA a little bit, I wanted to ask, because you just mentioned this, like um, being a black woman and navigating a career, you know, it's in communications. You've got, you know, an amazing resume. You've gone to school. You've, you've done a lot of other things. So I wanted to ask, you know, like, what what experience have you had you know specifically as a black woman in an industry that is so 
public, you know, like everything we do goes out to other people. So I wanted to sort right. of ask what's been your experience there, um, either from the organization standpoint or, or just, um, you know, what you've actually done as far as the work. Yeah. Um, honestly, my experiences have been fine. Like I can't think of one situation right now where it was just so, I guess like racially charged, if anything, surprisingly, I think people have been surprised or impressed by me, whether it's because of, you know, credentials or being able to work on different projects that they don't, oh, I didn't know you knew that. So I guess in that way, you know, people underestimate you and that um, allows me to over deliver, which I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. So I'd say my experiences in general, um, have gone really well. And I think I've had the opportunity to show and prove in situations where people, you know, you could have gotten discouraged or you could have thought that you weren't good enough or you shouldn't be the one to do X. It was like, well, if not you, then who? Like, come on, girl, we can do this. Um, so I've definitely felt like I've had to push through in a lot of situations, but overall, I'm really blessed and proud of my experience so far. Um, I think working right now in a pandemic for a very, you know, multi-billion dollar company has been interesting in that there's still all this work you have to do. Like that's not changing. They're cool. You know, we have all these cool little theme meetings and you know, they try to keep it spicy, keep it funky. But at the end of the day, like everybody has KPIs and things that we have to meet. So you have to um, discipline yourself and figure out what that looks like for you. And I think that it's been great to find like balance and taking time off when you need to and being able to speak up for yourself when something's not right or you're not right. Like literally you as a person, like you're just not feeling it. Like it's mm -hmm. okay to say you're not feeling it and take that step back that you need so that you can come back, you know, 10 times better. Um, so yeah, I think overall my experiences, I'm just learning in general to be and remain confident in myself and my abilities and not like second guess myself or compare myself to other people that don't look like me. It's literally irrelevant because the situation will never be the same. It will never be the same. Mm. So I think you just have to, you know, focus on yourself in all like at all times. Just worry about you. <laughs> I would ask, um, how much of what you just said is um, stuff that you gain just with maturity? Because kind of like, you know, do you think that your experiences were any different when you first started in the industry? Like, you know, were there just like what you just said, was that just wisdom you sort of gained through life, you know, just throughout your career? Yeah, I think a lot of it has happened rather shortly <laughs> like in a short time frame um just because i have tried to focus on mindfulness and uh being more aware of myself and what i'm doing and not focusing on other people and i definitely think that came over time i don't think i had the same mindset when i was like 22 i know i didn't have this mindset when i was 22 can't say what my mindset was but i will say now that i'm very focused on myself i definitely think i wanted people to see how great i was appreciate me want me whether it's personal or professional um in earlier years but now i'm like cool i know i'm dope i know i can do all of these things if you want me to work with you i'm happy to if you don't 
that's fine as well. I'll go do this other thing. So I think a lot of it definitely just comes with maturity and like being in different situations. And at the end of the day, knowing that like all you have is yourself, you can only be your biggest cheerleader and you can't focus on the accolades from others because when you're at home <laughs> by yourself, like you have to be able to say like, bro, you had a dope day. Like you, you did that girl. Nobody's gonna say that to you. <laughs> at all no for sure um have there been like really big obstacles you've had to overcome um during the course of your career and it could be like just getting that first job or you know like have there been specific like hurdles you've had to sort of jump over as you've gone through your career yeah one that i can think of specifically is just being able to rise within companies that seems very difficult it seems like they want you to show your loyalty so you have to be tenured and be somewhere five seven years before you get a bump and to me i think that's asinine to me you should be able to move forward and move above based on your work and what you bring to the table so i remember specifically a situation parentheses so glad that shit didn't work out but i remember <laughs> situation where I was up for a promotion versus someone who was I'll be nice and say more seasoned than I was not just career-wise but age yeah and also white so we had comparable skills considering the age difference um but just because of a company that she worked with before they liked that name so they promoted her and gave her the job over me who had already been at the company who knew how to do all of the things. You know, I can manage people, blah, blah. I, when I tell you I was hurt, but hurt, could not believe they skipped over me like that. But then, you know, I ended up leaving like two months later and you know, <laughs> shit happens. But yeah, there's definitely been hurdles and situations where I'm just like, I don't understand this, you know what's going on, what do I need to do differently? But at the end of the day, I can confidently say that like, if it's not meant to be, it's not gonna be. And that's okay. And you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. you'll figure that out after the fact, why it didn't work and why that wasn't for you. And some stuff is just not, yeah, it's just not for you. So I'm glad it didn't work out. I'm glad there are several situations that didn't work the way I thought I needed them to, because ultimately, you know, they lead you to where you are now, so. It's been some interesting stuff for real. Um, I think I'm, I'm good at compartmentalizing things. So everything has like a little bucket and a little place. And sometimes I'll dip back and think about it. And I'm like, no, nah, we're going to put the cap on that. We're going <laughs> to throw that one away. Throw that one away. Um, but yeah, I think overall, like my situation or story is not unique. You know, I think for any black person, not just black women, black person, if you are in a position to be able to kind of chart your life out or figure out, okay, I want to do this, this, and this. You don't have to know every single thing. I didn't know and still don't know every single thing. I have an idea of my end goal, but between now and then, however long that takes, who knows what I'm going to end up doing. I mean, I would assume it's going to be all marketing related, but I don't know. Um, so I think it's fair to like give yourself that flexibility and that room to like grow and do different things and try, don't be scared to try things. Don't feel like you have to do like this cookie cutter, you know, list of all these tasks and jobs to think that you would get to X because you don't know how you're going to get there. I didn't know I would work for building products, construction, background screening, marketing, 
I had no idea. That stuff was so random. But the skills that I learned are what led me to, you know, working at Amazon. Fair enough. And yeah. that's a pretty solid end result. <laughs> you know, I'm actually trying to make her last. Okay. I want to be there. Whether or not I change teams, you know, that's just my personality. I don't like to do the same thing for much for very long. But company wise, I've enjoyed it and I think they are trying to do better about um supporting their people, black people in particular. Um, so that's been interesting to see like all of the different like conferences and seminars and workshops that have been hosted um, to help increase allyship and awareness around racial issues. Um, so that's been really cool. And I don't think a lot of companies are doing that, at least not to the level that we are. Um, so I've just appreciated being there in this time. Like I feel like for the pandemic specifically, Mm-hmm. And this year specifically, like this is a year that I needed this role. Mm. So it's kind of like stars have aligned for this yeah. moment and this role and where you're at in life. Correct. Okay. So yes. uh, <laughs> this next thing I wanted to ask you, I don't really know the best way to ask it. So I'm going to take a step back and like talk too much about it and then maybe the question will come to me in the middle of it we'll see how that happens but it's kind of about you know uh, figuring out what it is to do next and part of that is figuring out or realizing that maybe it is time for a change yeah so I feel like maybe the easiest answer would be like oh well just figure out what you want to do but in the case where you know, you might want to do a lot of things and might be interested in a lot of different areas. I want to kind of get a sense of how you go about, you know, weighing when it's time for a move, what sort of formula or recipe of things has to happen for you to, for that moment (laughs) to arise in your mind where you're like, and it could be just like stress, like you mentioned with one particular job where you were out at dinner, but I just kind of want to get a sense of, how do you figure out what you want to do and you know what what can you do to sort of plan how you get there yeah um well like you said some of my moves or changes have been based on stress some of them have been where I felt like I was in a situation where it no longer served me or Mm -hmm. I was not learning anymore I don't like to be stunted and I don't you do not want to see me bored like I cannot be bored um so I've left jobs for that Mm -hmm. um Ultimately, I tried to find roles that were more generalized. So that gave me the opportunity to try different things within one company. So I wasn't like hopping around in different teams. I was this one manager of seven things. So that way I could figure out, well, do I like social media? Do I like blogging? Do I like on page? You know what I mean? Like I had opportunity to kind of dip my toe in a variety of things. And to be honest, I still have not picked so, I mean, I think I just look for roles where I'm not pigeonholed to one specific job because no offense to people that can do one thing. I think that I will be bored out of my eyeballs. Like I wouldn't, I like to do a lot of stuff. So yeah, if I was ended up bored at a job, if I felt like I wasn't growing, if I felt like um there was yeah like no opportunity for growth or there's no path like if we're talking my you know one two year within a company what am I doing what roles are 
are available? What do I have the options of doing? If they looking at me like I'm crazy, then it's time to go. Cause clearly they don't value me. And I'm not about to sit here and wait for you to understand how great I am. That's yeah. not um, <laughs> so like those are kind of some of my signals. As far as like knowing exactly what I want to do, like I said, I don't know. I know at the end or towards the end, what type of role I want. And I only want that role because you end up working with so many different people. Because the CMO is not just marketing. Like you're meeting with finance, you're meeting with the heads of IT and tech and design and understanding kind of where the company is going. You work with HR, you like, you work with everybody. Um, but you just have the, title and the respect for people to understand like your value i think that's my thing and a lot of people don't care about titles i still care about them because they still hold weight and if they didn't matter then white people wouldn't have them so you know <laughs> yeah so i don't know it's it's like it changes all the time obviously and like I think different roles have come about now because of like the pandemic and people are being provided more flexibility, which is wonderful. And of course, with you young kids, y'all love social media, <laughs> TikToks and all that. Look, get your, get your bag, do what you need to do. But at the end of the day, please have like additional plans and like things to supplement that fun stuff because nothing lasts forever. <laughs> like, like nothing. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about um, just kind of looking back on things. So okay. knowing where you are now, yes. um, and I'm kind of going off of our theme of, you know, it's still cool to plan your career, take your time and figure things out. Um, knowing where you are now and with the benefit of hindsight, yes. would you have done anything different if you could go back and change any of those decisions that you made? Nope all worked out how it's supposed to work out all worked out stress tears whatever it all worked out i can't think i was thinking i was like maybe i should have gone to school earlier but no i did i was like one of the youngest in my class um uh, for grad school mm -hmm. um no absolutely not because i don't know if i would be here in this you know in this frame of mind in this position in this space if i had changed anything yeah okay so uh, where you're at now is a marketing manager, and I know that we need to keep this pretty uh, generic, so <laughs> <laughs> answer this however you want, um, but I just kind of want to get a sense of, uh, as someone who's never had that you know, role or known anybody who has had that role, uh, what are some of the sort of key you know, tasks that fall under your sort of purview as a marketing manager? Yeah, um, so I think I do a lot of juggling, which is consistent with all the roles that I've had. So working on email, working with content, working with, um, I work with business development a lot, which has been cool and different. Um, just with regard to generating leads and doing some demand gen type work, which has been interesting. Um, still working with marketing automation platforms and systems. So still keeping the system vibe going, still talking to a lot of people and having to be be able to communicate with different sorts of people in different roles, packing on top of that being 100% virtual and not knowing any of these people in real life and have never met them. Um, so my role is pretty interesting. It's kind of different every day. Um, we are approaching, you know, like a launch. So things are kind of in like grind mode at the moment. Um, but for the most part, yeah, a lot of systems, a lot of communication, writing, 
um, some web work, but it's not too bad, honestly. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I wanted to ask sort of, and I don't know, we talked about this earlier, but it's a weird question. Again, I haven't found a better way to ask it. Okay. Uh, what I have written down is what's your philosophy for doing good work? And what I mean by that is let's say you're working on something and um, you know, I'm assuming that it's more of a team effort. Probably there's somebody who has to review somebody whose input is gonna, you know, they're going to, even if they insert themselves, somebody else is going to have their hands in it. Um, right. But I want to ask, I guess what I'm getting at is, how do you know if what you have written down or what you have made or the presentation that you're working on is good enough to meet your own personal standards? Um, I feel like you asked me two different things. <laughs> Probably. So, it's a weird question. I need to figure out a better way to ask it. No, that's fair. It's just, yeah, it's just like two different sides of it. I would say like the way that I work is I work smarter or not harder. That is like my thing. I have it written on the wall. I'm like, girl, if it's gonna take all this time for you to figure that out, somebody knows it. Mm -hmm. Something has been written about it that you can find, you know what I mean? So like use all your resources to get to where you know you wanna be. As far as like how I know something is ready, you know, for like review or like how it's met my own standards. I mean, to me, it will just feel complete. Or like complete enough to where you leave room for other opinion, like nothing's gonna be perfect. But if I feel like I can pass this on with the caveat of, hey, here's why I am so far, feel free to like flesh it out, give me your ideas, I'm open to your insight and input always. Um, then that works, like I just, it's, it's never gonna be like completely done and you can't harp on it, you can't, you know, I've had some assignments where I've like stared at the computer for hours and I'm like, girl, I don't know who's going to write it. Somebody's going to write it. And then sometimes you just have to like bite the bullet, do all that you can, and then just pass it on to somebody else. Get some fresh ideas, fresh eyes, people that have not been staring at it for days. Mm. Um, that can be very helpful. I know a lot of people can be kind of uh, sensitive about their stuff, <laughs> but at the end of the day, like we're all there to do the same job and we're on the same team. So if your teammates can't help you, then you might need to reconsider your team and like who you're working with because everybody's gonna need help at some point. So just do it as well as you can and then wash your hands of it and <laughs> pass it on so somebody else can tag you, basically. Yeah, and so in your explanation of that, I kind of remembered some of the backstory of what I had in my mind when I wrote that question. Okay. And it was because I had been angling to be a strategist. I had been angling for so long yeah. and um, I finally got that position. And then as I was working on things, for some reason, let's, so, you know, I'll take a step back, you know, on the social team uh, where I was when I started, mm -hmm. um, you know, feedback, I, I took it as, oh, this is great. I got feedback because I, that was my first role sort of doing social, right? And I knew I wanted to do strategy. And once I finally got the strategist role, all of a sudden feedback for me became, oh, this isn't as smart as we expect from you, you know, because you have this title now. So, and I don't know why, it might be just my insecurity showing, but for some reason 
I sort of shifted. And instead of being like, yay, thank you for feedback. I didn't know how to make this better. It became, oh, like I should have thought of that, which is a very much like a negative sort of angle to already take for that. Right. Um, That's a little negative self-talk, but (laughs) (laughs) you also have to give yourself grace, which is something that I try to do more of and realizing that this is new for you, you know, like you, you pivoted, you wanted to try something else. So you have to know that there's going to be a while that now that you've taken the training wheels off, you're going to be a little wobbly. You might hit a couple trees, but (laughs) it's okay. Like you need people to tell you, you know, constructively, might I add, um, you know, like what your improvements can be or give you their opinions. But at the end of the day, you won't get better until you like keep working at it and trying. But you weren't going to be like strategist extraordinaire at your first like (laughs) aside of it. So yeah, you just got to give yourself grace on that for sure. Yeah. And so um, appreciate that. Um, I wrote down something earlier um, and I think it's going to be your episode title. I just wanted to run it by you <laughs> while we got everybody listening. <laughs> it was, okay. if not you, then who? I think that's a perfect episode title. Um, yeah. But anyways, um, you know, I mean, we've covered a lot. We've covered uh, all of our sort of, you know, big, big, big topics. And so I kind of want to transition for this last piece um, to those sort of advice questions. And, um, you know, every I ask everybody these same four, four questions. Um, which is, you know, some, what what are you reading right now? What's the challenge you're facing? Uh, something you're really proud of? And then a piece of advice. So we'll start with what are you reading right now? Right now I am reading All About Love by Bell Hooks. Okay. Um, just trying to be a little more introspective and learn about the power of relationships, not all just, um, you know, well, platonic and significant other trying to understand why people think the way they think i'm just very introspective right now because i'm at home and uh, <laughs> pandemic trying to understand some things uh, i'm also reading um when things fall apart by pamela chodron and i oh my gosh so she is amazing her books are all about meditating wellness um understanding buddhism and buddhist principles not that i'm a buddhist but I am starting to like it's starting to resonate with me just with regard to understanding breathing exercises, the importance of yoga, the importance of focusing on yourself and kind of living life for today and not being too hyper focused on the future because at the end of the day things change so fast. Like we need to be able to pivot and go with the flow. Um so I've learned a lot from that book actually and I might reread it because that was like back in May like end of May towards June, but I'm reading all about love right now, currently. Um, interesting on the Buddhism thing. Um, yeah. So in undergrad, I was an anthropology major. And uh, one of, I think it was my second semester, we had an assignment to, and it was literally just go experience another culture that you're unfamiliar with. Okay. And I found a Buddhist priory uh, in Columbia, South Carolina. And I went there and did like an orientation thing and we, like, the um the monk he taught us how to like meditate and we like hung out and we learned about the 10 precepts and all this other kind of stuff it's really amazing Amazing. yeah um and it actually came up the other day i was talking to someone and they said the word kaizen and Mm -hmm. i just kind of like nodded in conversation like yeah i know what you're talking about and then i was like immediately looking it up and it is a, a term that means change for the better or continuous improvement 
And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I love that a lot. Um, okay. So what is uh, something that's really been a challenge for you right now? Um, I, I think something that's been challenging is what I'm overcoming because, you know, I always try to make progress. Being able to balance between working and being at home and like wanting to go hard at my job, but then wanting to take a break because I feel like I've never really done that or like I've had weird um, balances with the two of them. So it's just been challenging to be like here and I honestly truly just want to meditate, walk and watch TV, but I have to like do my job at the same time. So just trying to understand that it's okay. Some days are going to be crapshoots. Like some days I'm just not really going to get that much done, but then other days I'm going to power through and be like, wow, I didn't move from my desk today for however many hours. So just trying to like give myself grace on not having such a stringent, like strict schedule right now and just trying to go with the flow and do what my body feels like doing. Some days I can meditate for like 30, 45 minutes. Some days it's five minutes. Like it just depends on, you know, what all is happening. So trying to give myself grace has been a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, have, have you tried anything new um, that seems to maybe have been working for you so far? Yeah, definitely. I mean, since like all hell broke loose and the pandemic started, I've been meditating. So I meditate either. I use the active app. Um, Headspace is cool. Um, balance is cool. So I just kind of, it depends on what type of meditation I want to do and that'll kind of dictate what, uh, app I use, but I have a, a reminder every day at 8am to start with that and stretch. So I've been much more conscious of mindfulness and my wellness. I don't work out as hard as I should. I will say that I'm big on walking, jogging, just being outdoors. I think that's helped me to stay calm and just feel uh, a part of all of this and not cooped up in the house since we obviously can't really go anywhere. Um, so being outdoors has been great. My best friends bought me a bike. So I ride my bike, a cute little swim bike, um, ride that around to try and just, and I'm historically, I'm not a nature person. I mean, I'm an earth sign, so I should be. And I think I'm like leaning into that now and I haven't always. And I'm like, oh, I do enjoy outdoor. As long as a bug doesn't attack me, like <laughs> grass, you know, I do have like allergies and stuff, but I take pills and we, we keep it pushing. So uh, I've definitely have changed my routine and I love that my team is on the West coast because I get like three, four hours in the morning to do whatever I need to do. And then I start work at 11 o'clock and I'm done by like six, six thirty. So that has been a change that I like, I will continue to work for West coast companies <laughs> <laughs> because I can do so much and still feel like I've done work. It's just like all my work is like very concise within a certain time block, which I prefer. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, well, yeah. Fresh air works wonders. Yes. And um, these are some amazing friends that bought you a bike. I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some good friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, what's on the flip side? What's something that uh, you're really proud of? Um, yeah. So I guess adversely on the other side of it, I'm very proud of the progress that I've made mentally, like mental health wise. Mm -hmm. um, I've done a much better job of communicating when I need breaks, when I need to see my friends, when I need to not do anything when I don't feel like talking to people. Um, so I'm proud of just being more mindful and aware of myself 
in all of this time because I think that helps me to kind of shine that on other people and like let them know like hey it's cool to like not be okay today like don't freak out or you know be upset with yourself if you need a break but also I've enjoyed learning more about myself and learning more about like I said like meditating and yoga and kind of how that translates to how you physically feel and how you mentally feel like I'm able to deal with I think a lot more there's been so much transition in my life right now I can't even like in the last like four to six weeks alone I'm like girl I don't know how you are sober and standing upright but we are <laughs> gonna out for it we're gonna meditate we're gonna do our things because it's working yeah okay yeah uh, last one. What is a piece of advice that you would give to Black students who listen to your episode? Piece of advice that I would give Black students that listen to my episode. Um, I would say, and I say this every day, just do it and it's done. That's mm. literally a quote. Can't tell you who said it. It's amazing. I have that written down as well. I'm like big on mantras and stuff. So what I mean by that is like, we all procrastinate we all some people more than others are big dreamers you know we we have all these aspirations all these thoughts and we don't necessarily know how to get there when we're going to get there i would suggest if you already have that thought in your mind just do it like just get it done move on to the next thing just get it done like don't don't wait obviously with us being in a pandemic we have time but on the other end of that, I feel like we don't have time because we're seeing how short life is and how quickly things go. So if there's a dream or an aspiration that you have, there's no time like the present. I'm getting my mom encouraging her to go back and get her master's right now. She's like, I mean, I'm like, not going to tell her age. <laughs> All the she feels like she almost said it too. She will knock me out. Um, <laughs> me too. <laughs> look, both our moms don't talk. Um, she's like to the point where she doesn't feel like she should do it. But I'm like, mom, this is literally the time to do it. Like, why not now? So yeah, just do it and it's done. We worry about it. We think how we're going to figure this out, what we're going to do. Once you've set your mind to, okay, this is my end goal, then you work backwards. You backtrack and you figure out what that path looks like for you. And you can't compare to other people. Like, do what you feel like is right for you. Um, so yeah, all about that action. <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it moving. All about that action, boss. Yeah. Okay. Um, final question. Where can people find you online? Where can y'all find me online? You can find me on Twitter. Are you going to like ask me what my handles are? Because I'd love you have to look. <laughs> <I'm on Twitter. laughs> you don't have to give them out if you don't want. I mean, I'm on Twitter. It's just B. That's my name. I'm on Instagram. Yep, it's B. So that's how I say my names and that's how I come up with them. Like if they sound cool out loud. You know, um, <laughs> and Instagram. Um, yeah, social media is cool. I'm not like a heavy user of either, but you know, at times like this, sometimes when you need mindless scrolling, it comes in handy. So why not? Yeah, definitely. Well, that is a wrap for this episode of Pay It Forward. So um, I want to say, uh, Brianna, again, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Um, I mean, I can talk to you anytime. I love this. So. Thank you for having me. This is so <laughs> of cool. course. I'm happy for doing this. This is really dope. And I hope that, you know, people listen to it and take things from it. Not just my fabulous episode, but all of the episodes <laughs> that you put out. <laughs> Young people need stuff like this, especially now. Like, what else you got better to do? Learn some things. Mm. Do something. Well, I appreciate you saying that so much. Yeah, of course. To anyone listening, please rate, review, like, 
subscribe, whatever you do to your podcast, wherever you listen to them. You can find out more about the podcast in general at Pay It For Podcast on social channels. The forward is FWD. Or if you want to know more, just kind of a general about me and how the podcast came to be, you can check out payitforwardpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.